welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. I'm so happy to talk with Tatiana today. Tatiana, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Very happy to be on the show. How are you, Sebastian? I'm doing really great as well. I'm so looking forward to talk with you about all things virtual reality. And there's, yeah, some exciting topics to talk about. Like, for example, you and me, we have not yet talked about the Quest Pro. We have not yet talked about the Pimax Crystal. There was a very interesting launch event and some things have changed and people are going to get hands on the Pimax Crystal for the first time really soon. Also, we're going to talk about, of course, the PlayStation VR 2. Price and launch date are now known. So that is going to be a very interesting topic indeed. Are you looking forward to the PlayStation VR 2, Tatiana? Of course, I got really jealous because some people already got their emails to pre-order it, and oh my I'm goodness. still waiting for one. Did you get it? I I have of course directly registered, but I of I have also not yet re uh, received that email. So mm -hmm. yeah, we have to talk about this whole uh, pre-order thing and what we think about it. It's kind of interesting the way they do it. So yes. that will be a very exciting topic. And Tatiana, I can tell you have the the Pico Four now there. <laughs> Yes. Can you believe it? Wow. In the United States of America. <laughs> yes, it's right here. It's still waiting on its um, full review on Bitco VR. It's coming. It's just been so many things. You know, there's there's Pro, there's Pico, there's right. this new Pimax announcement and PlayStation. It's the busy time that we have all been waiting for. And of course, this is the death of me <laughs> because, <laughs> because this work will never stop. Yeah, because right. This is the life we've chosen for ourselves. Exactly, exactly. But now, finally, things are happening. It's not just Quest 2 is amazing. Update 46 is unbelievable. You know, now, it's some, now something's <laughs> happening. Now, now it's like, oh, Pico, update 5.2 is unbelievable. <laughs> So it's yep. it's cool. It's good. There's something happening right now, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, yeah to find out all your thoughts about yeah. Quest Pro and PSVR two and all of the other things. Yeah, so, yeah, what's so interesting about all this is that yes. all these so many reviewers actually getting these multiple hats as they're getting Pico, they're getting Quest right. Pro, and for the longest time, uh, like Quest two has been the mainstream headset, so they were. Quest 2 reviewers, and then they were more like, like you know, like you who review all of these texts. Now we might start seeing more variations in their focus because maybe oh, yes. some people will start doing more Pico reviews. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Quest Pro kind of mixed reality yes. focus channel. So it's going to be a really interesting time for even for you, you know, viewers, because you'll. I think that you'll get a lot more variety in VR content, especially when the PlayStation VR 2 also comes out. All right. So that's also a completely different animal. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting times are coming. It's super exciting. And you're totally right. I can see it already in Germany here. We have now some YouTubers who now totally focus on, on the 
on the Pico 4 and on Pico, and it makes sense because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's lots of excitement now about the new headset. And yeah. yeah, there will be people who just talk about the PSVR 2 and all these kind of things. And it's it's exciting. So for MRTV, we will still cover every single headset. So this is, yeah, it's, it's just an, a VR enthusiast channel still. <laughs> but you need to hire like five more people. I do, to honestly, this honestly yes, it's, it's getting over our heads. So yeah, uh, obviously, if you would, would like to join MRTV, <laughs> we, we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing, yeah. you're doing amazing with your own channel. So <laughs> people out there. I don't even have time for my own channel. <laughs> <laughs> please check out Disco VR. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah by the way. Yeah. What? Say, say again. Speaking of that, right like an hour before this podcast, Discoviar hit 30,000 subscribers. Wow, that's amazing. And I made a joke about it because it looks like both my channel and me entered our 30s within the same year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So cool, it's, cool. It's pretty fun. Thank you, whoever subscribed. This is really, really exciting. And uh, yeah, just a wonderful way to start off the weekend. Yes, that is amazing. Congrats to 30,000. You absolutely deserve it. So for all the people who have not yet subscribed to Tatiana's channel, absolutely do so now. <laughs> it's a great channel. Yeah, it's a really cool channel. Yeah. And for all of you out there who are excited about VR and who are into video creation, probably, yeah, get in touch with me. I absolutely will expand the channel. I need to mm -hmm. bring in more people because it's it's too many stuff. I, I really want to cover PSVR 2. Like like really all the games all come that come out, right? And all the games also for for Quest obviously and also Pico. And there's still Steam VR, so it's going to be too busy for me. I still want to live a bit next <laughs> next to doing the channel. <laughs> right. It is, it's, it's a busy time, but you know, it's great. I'm, I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy about, yeah, VR getting the limelight and getting more exciting and having more people to uh, more, yeah, more headsets and more manufacturers and getting real competition. It yeah. is so cool. Oh my goodness. You will never be out of a job. But because the thing is, you can, of course, cover just the hardware, but I assume you also want to showcase some games. Exactly, so some exactly. Games. I, I did sometimes. Yes, on the, on the German channel, I, I did that sometimes. But um, I also want to do it now on the English channel. So mm -hmm. I want to have like real reviews on the channel for all the games. And yeah, I'm in the lucky position, just like you, that I'm getting all the games early, but I, I cannot. I, I just cannot do it. I, I cannot play them all. I, I cannot review yeah. them. You know, if you if you want a real good review of a game, obviously you have to play through it. And uh, yeah, I, I cannot do it as a single person. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't even imagine how, you know, how there would be a channel that has everything. Because wh wh whichever channel you take, there's always a leaning towards one or the other. Either it's a hardware. Yeah or the games, or it's exactly. even just covering news. Sometimes it's just sort absolutely. of a news channel. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's so. a, I think it's a constant struggle for passionate people like like you, like me, to to choose one over the other is like the, the constant struggle. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. So I yeah. guess it just matters what, what, what do you get most joy out of, you know, to make. Yeah, um, the most joy I get out of drinking adult beverages, but I cannot make a channel about it. 
I'm sure you can. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're right. Actually, <laughs> actually, I, I could make that channel, but it would be <laughs> detrimental to my health because actually, <laughs> even though I do enjoy the adult beverages, I'm actually a very healthy person doing sports and all kind of things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if I would make a channel about it, oh no, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, so actually. It makes sense, obviously, to like concentrate on one topic. Like, for example, okay, you are now the 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 the, the meta um, channel, right? You're just doing the meta quest, or you're just the Pico channel, or you're just doing the PSVR stuff. And actually, I, I started like this. Can you remember? Uh, you probably cannot. But um, I did a channel before that called Daydream District, where I was just covering the Google. Uh, VR stuff that they have okay. since then like stopped, right? But it's it's really cool if you just do one thing and that one thing you yeah. do really great because people will flock to it. Um, yes, right. It's a great it, strategy it, because then people always know what to expect from your channel, exactly, and they will yeah. not be picking and choosing which of your content they want to watch and which is not interesting. So that's definitely exactly. a winning strategy. I mean, exactly. it can even go as narrow as Quest Two third-party accessories <laughs> you, you could you could do that and, 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 and you would win that. yes <laughs> for that because that's all people want okay i yeah. want cheap <laughs> close to accessories that i know will work so this is the channel that reviews all of these crappy chinese accessories right. for me to know which one is actually not crappy so that i can buy it yeah but exactly. anyway this is yeah. this is the struggle this is the struggle. Yeah, so for MRTV right now, it is just simply more of a hardware review channel, right? I got all the all the different yeah, VR headsets and also some other headsets, and I review them. But in the future, I, I really absolutely also want to go more into software. And yeah, let's see. Let's see. It's going to be exciting. So yeah, the channel is going to grow. For me, it was quite the other way around because when I started, it was um, definitely more games than the hardware because I only really had one piece of hardware. Yeah. And then through the years, I kind of accu accumulating a bigger collection of different headsets and I'm becoming more technical and is reviewing hardware sides of that as well. So it's like a, the opposite direction from you, but right. we're all covering our bases, right? Totally. And yeah, now you're you're so totally in the industry, <laughs> right? I, I mean, how does it feel? Oh, it's it's incredible like <laughs> you're right absolutely incredible because i'm feeling like i'm actually getting to you know put my hands on something that very few people like actually get a chance to try it and i get the um the honor to kind of give my opinions on this before some people right. get it and it's just an incredible feeling because i feel like i can influence like the you know this opinion, and I don't like the word like influence or influencer, but it's great to uh, sort of be in the position where your opinion is valued to this extent. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I absolutely so, love doing this. Continue. Yeah, that's great. I also really don't like the term influencer. It's like, I'm not here in order to influence people to do A or B or to buy A or B, right? It's not, what I'm here to do. I want to give my opinion about stuff. I, I want to give great reviews. And I know that influences people to buy something or not, but the term, I don't like it. Yeah. No. But there's also pressure about it as well, like from my perspective, because I come from a non-technical background. I mean, yeah. for those of you who okay. don't know, I used to be an English teacher. So oh, I didn't that's actually why your English have... is so good. 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I try. Being a non-native English speaker, being an English as a second language teacher yeah, in the US, us. it's okay. a lot of pressure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I, I try to do my best, but um, you know, getting into VR field and starting a channel, I had no idea that I would that there would be so much for me to learn, like in terms of right. the hardware and software. But I also didn't expect how eagerly I would jump into it and actually that grab all this knowledge and try to improve upon it. I think if I didn't have this passion, I would wouldn't be able to sort of improve the of way I'm, I'm trying to do it now. So yeah, yeah. you need to have the passion to to do it. It's fun. It's it's great. It's still tough and lots of work is involved, right? As you know, but it's still very, very rewarding. Yeah, cool, cool. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about first of all, before we get into our weeks and what we did, let's first tell people about this podcast. So if you are wondering what this is all about here, two people talking about what they love to do. This <laughs> podcast is all about VR and AR. It is live streamed every Saturday at 9pm Berlin time. That is 8 p.m. London right now because of the winter time. It is not um, noon in San Francisco, but it's 1 p.m. in San Francisco and 4 p.m. in New York City. But this is going to change once the states also go to winter time. And uh, well, you can listen to this podcast also on all the podcast um, platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google and Alexa. And well, if you love this podcast, then absolutely do give it a five star review on iTunes or on Spotify. That would be amazing. And that would allow many more people to listen to this podcast. So get your iPad and iPhone out, find the podcast app, which is pre-installed and find us and give us a five star review. That would be amazing. Yeah, by the way, I have a little message to Amazon Music. Go and fuck yourself. <laughs> I saw your tweet. I saw your oh tweet. my God. It's like, I hate it. I mean, I really, really hate it. You, like, you like actually I, used it? I, yeah, I did. I, I did use it. I did use it because I really, I, I really enjoy Amazon in general, Amazon Prime, right? I, I buy everything at Amazon and I think it's a fantastic service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I listened, I used Amazon Music, right? For my music, for my, for everything. When I, yeah. Oh. And then, I'm like a Spotify all the way. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm totally going to change now because it is such a pain in the ass right now. So even though I pay like, I think 90 euros a year uh, mm -hmm. for the Amazon Prime service, um, well, okay. now the music service, it sucks. It is so bad right now. So yeah, I want to play my, my playlist and then Suddenly, it didn't play my playlist, but it told me, yeah, we are on Shuffle now and we found some, some equal artists and uh, yeah, now you have to listen to some other people, not my playlist anymore. Okay, what? sucks. And then I, I want to skip to the next song. Yeah, you have reached your eight daily skips and you cannot oh, skip. Yeah, you have to listen yeah. to all this stuff right now. Yeah, are yeah, you yeah. kidding me? Actually, Spotify did that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, but really? Spotify okay. Free version did I, I think Spotify yeah, actually okay. has a free version yeah, they have. that can't skip things or you have a limit or something like oh. that. But if you pay and you have to pay on top of paying, <laughs> right? Bullshit, you know, I'm so. I'm okay with paying, right? But um, I'm already paying Amazon. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I already pay them, and well, I 
I've been using the service and I liked it, but now obviously they want to bully me into getting that unlimited service for another yeah. $10. But very this annoying. is this is just a pain in the arse. So <laughs> it's very annoying when it's instead super annoying. of adding more features and asking you to pay for new features, yeah, they're just exactly. removing stuff. They, they, from they you remove saying, stuff. It's done now. And now the great feature for 10 for 10 euros is okay, I can skip as much as I want. Okay, no. <laughs> no, okay. I'm I'm totally going to Spotify now. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never thought that I would be talking about Amazon Music on this podcast, but I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was really yeah. so angry about it. That is so funny. So I, I you know what? I, I really hope that like a shitstorm will brew over this, and I have coined, I've minted the hashtag Skip Amazon Music. So please um, tweet something about it with with the hashtag Skip Amazon Music because uh, like this is this is so bad. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> okay, yeah. This, I've heard I could sense the yeah. anger in yeah. your tweet like wow. Yeah, like I'm I'm That's not I'm like a really relaxed kind of guy. Really. I, I'm not angry so often. But, but that made me really angry. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. we're we're Social message. <laughs> this is the social message <laughs> yeah. of the day. Yeah, please share this message with that nice hashtag skip Amazon music. Damn. Yeah, and exactly. Parental oh. advisory. Today, there's going to be explicit content here <laughs> on the podcast. We haven't really talked about VR, but anyways, <laughs> hope you guys. Yes, yeah, like 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes into the show. Not have not talked about VR yet. Yeah, anyway. We're just hanging out. Thanks for just hanging out with us. Hanging out with nice people out there. Hi, PD. Hi, Artful. Hi, Daniel. Hi, all. Hi, hi, Don. Hi, buddy. VR Lounge. Good to have you here. Okay, cool, cool. So now <laughs> let's talk a bit about, um, yeah, what did you do? How was your uh, VR week like? What did you do on your channel? Which is very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's been like, like I said, it has been pretty busy because we've been, you know, following on all the news and I was trying to cover this. Pimax event that we will talk about and I was just thinking how little how little marketing did they do to promote that event oh like I had didn't even hear people talk about it at all I mean I got an email from them and I saw a tweet I'm like wow that this is this is huge like we need to watch this we need to see what they're doing you're right and and it's crazy but, how how yeah. little we knew about that it's true but um honestly speaking not many VR youtubers are covering it you know, like like it's yeah. like okay, you covered it. I covered it on my on my German channel. I have live streamed it, but I, honestly, I have also not yet talked about it on on this channel, on the English channel. So actually, see, now it's the first time about it. So I don't oh, know. It is. Okay. Because I, know. I was thinking that maybe it's because there's this new reality conference in Salt Lake City, and actually lots of creators are there. They're just too busy okay, because they're it. traveling, and uh, they just have no time to watch it or create content on it. But not everybody went, and it's still okay. not the topic that was like promoted in any way, which I thought was huge. Yeah. And I, you know, I even kind of thought that I mean, we will talk about it. Sorry, I don't yeah. want <laughs> to yeah. talking about it. But essentially, my, uh, my week was like unboxing Pico for playing more with uh, Quest Pro, playing Surgeoneer, which is a hilarious game. Oh, I've not, I've not like, played it yet. It's good. You have not. So no. it was developed by the same developer who made Hand Physics Lab. Ah, okay, cool. 
So, you know, it's going to be good. And it's essentially the new uh, surgeon simulator. Nice. And it's just as fun as you would expect it to be with all the blood and all the lack of medical <laughs> knowledge that you should have when you play this game, trying to save your patients in many different scenarios and using all the tools. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's disturbing to an extent, but it's also a lot of fun. So um, I was actually playing the game while testing Quest Pro. So it was one of the games that I actually played on Quest Pro and recorded myself doing it. Um, but uh, sadly, I haven't even been playing as much as I wanted to because you know, with, with all the headsets coming up, <laughs> there's no time to try new games. You kind of test it on the games that you already have tried. Um, but yeah, busy busy days in the VR world, busy days in SideQuest world and, and just life in general is happening. You can't stop it, um, but I'm not complaining. It's all, it, it's, it's what we're living for. It's exactly. what, what exactly. our YouTube channels are for. Exactly, so it's good to be busy. It shows that it's exciting and things are happening. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? What have what have you been busy with? Yeah, I've been busy with VR, <laughs> and yeah, obviously when you when new hardware is there, there's lots of things to check out, right? The the Quest Pro is here. The yeah, the Pico Four is not new anymore, but I'm still checking it out. I'm still finding out what you can do with it and what are the pros and cons. So. It's an exciting time here at the MRTV headquarter, obviously. So what did I do? Um, for the German channel, and people who watch the English channel haven't seen it yet, I've been uh, live streaming Quest Pro, um, doing PC VR live streaming, uh, PC VR gaming with the virtual desktop. And I've kind of like compared it with the Pico 4, which one I like better, and yeah, that was a very exciting video on the German, um, on the German channel. My conclusion was I like both. Really, both are really nice, and um, both have their pros and cons. Like the Quest Pro has better colors, for sure, in direct comparison, but the Pico Four has a better the be the better picture quality, simply because of the higher resolution panel, and. Also, it has the better binocular overlap. You simply see more with both eyes, which gives you a more, yeah, a more um, immersive VR experience. So that was a really nice finding. I still have to make a video for the English channel, mm -hmm. but uh, on the German channel, they saw that live. Also on the German channel, I did the Pimax Crystal launch event um, live stream where I yeah, watched it together with the German community and always like, um, yeah, translating it to German. So that's why I figured I don't do it in English because, well, in English they can just watch the original, but for German I simply did that. And yeah, more of um, Pimax Crystal is going to happen here on the channel on both the German and the English channel. So I believe there is going to be way more content once the company shows the Palmist Crystal. And they will do that on a roadshow. And I'm happy to tell you guys that MRTV, the MRTV headquarter here in Dortmund, Germany is one of the stops. So on 23rd and 24th of November, if you have time and if you're not too far away from Dortmund, Germany, you can simply come over and check out the Palmist Crystal for yourself. It's a free event, so you don't have to pay anything. You can come here, have a 
an adult beverage with me and the Pimax crew and check out the crystal. That is amazing. So you can sign up for the event um, right now if you're uh, if you are an MRTV uh, Patreon, but the general public can sign up from tomorrow and you can simply do that by coming to the MRTV Discord server. The link is down in the description of this video. Yeah, go for it. It's going to be fun to meet me <laughs> and uh, Sui Viver and the other Pimax um, crew members and yeah, simply check out the new hardware. Yeah, other than that, yep. <laughs> That's very cool. I'm actually... Jealous. <laughs> I hope that they will come some someplace close to me. But it was interesting what you note, uh, mentioned about the visuals on Pico 4 and uh, Quest Pro because you you kind of said that you like them both almost. Yeah, I do. Not the same, but you could like see a benefit of one, benefit right. of the other. Right. But I mean, taking their price disparity, oh, oh. should be <laughs> so much better than the other one. Um, this but, is it. But you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, they're both good. Like, but one is three hundred dollars, and another one is five times more. Yeah. So that's just to tell you, like, you're right. How, it's unfair. They, I mean, that's always something that I say. They invested in the mixed reality here, the capabilities of like but it's local so anchoring. It. I mean, for that price, it's not good for. enough. Yeah, I know. Well, I know, but. It's, it's it good, kind of depends but... what, so you're just looking at the colors or, or um, the like the um, the blurriness that not blurred like the warping, right? Yeah. To the storm. Yeah, right. But the fact that you can actually walk around and not be afraid to it's hit cool. the door. Of course, of course, the three D is um, is great, but yeah. making it more functional. So it is. It is. It's a good. It's a great headset, and I really like it. I really enjoy this headset. It's one of my mm -hmm. favorite headsets, and we will talk about this in a moment. But yeah, um, yeah let's exactly. We'll we'll get to this topic very soon. Yeah, and I'm actually working on the video to just talk about the pass through quality because this is something that I was like, this is like probably the most exciting thing I want to compare with these two headsets because I know that you can't really compare them. They're. Uh, their goals let's say right. but it's a difference it's it's hard sure. to describe the difference in color pass through without seeing it so now that i have saw it i'm kind of making the the best effort to describe in the upcoming video that you know that i can so yeah that's definitely something that is worth talking about oh absolutely we will talk about this also in, to get, in today's show mm -hmm. yeah anyway so other than that, I did a few videos like, uh, yeah, I checked out the, the Pico 4 um, prescription lens adapters from V-Optician, which are great. I did a video about playing Xbox and PS5, like stream it from your local console to the Pico 4, which is so simple. I made a video PS5 about... PS5 as well? Yeah, PS5 as well. Oh. So that's, it's great. It's super enjoyable. Okay. And, yeah. Yep, you need an, you need another app, not the official um, PlayStation app that didn't work for me. Another app called Chiaki, and it works perfectly. It works great. Okay. So yeah, check I'll out my video. Code that. I'm, yeah. I'm actually don't have. I mean, I have an older Xbox, but I do have PlayStation Five, so that will be interesting. It's great. It's fun to play on this huge virtual screen. Very good. Yeah, I did a video on uh, bags <laughs> for the Pico 4 on carrying cases. Not the <laughs> most exciting video, but yeah, people need that, right? So that makes sense. And yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's yeah, basically well, it. <laughs> you stay busy still. <laughs> you stay I, busy. I'm busy. I'm still busy. And yeah, yesterday, actually, I, 
I simply brought both headsets back home. Yeah, both the, the Pico 4 and the um, Quest Pro. And I simply wanted to find out what happens <laughs> and how I <laughs> use them. And honestly speaking, I I wanted to, I, I really like this headset, the Quest Pro, but I ended up playing uh, using the Pico 4 more because I was watching videos in bed. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like like normal videos. And um <laughs> that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. yeah. Good thing. We're focusing good, on that. Good thing we're having a good time here in this podcast. I love it. So the thing is, um in bed when you when you're lying down, this did not work well with the Quest Pro. Like the Quest Pro is super is is super nice and it's super comfortable when you're not lying, right? But when you're lying, this goes into the bag and it's not comfortable, right? So mm. so what is cool? What is cool? What I really liked about um, the the Pico Four, what I did, I was lying there and well, it also has the strap, right? But I was right. I was I simply did this. I simply did this and I simply put it on my. On my oh. face, and I was lying there. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh you know? my gosh! This is the one thing that I just cannot it's, it's stand. It's great. It's great. I can't stand the fact that it's just fixed yeah. like this. That's yeah. it. You, like you cannot use it lying down. I also talk about it. not just lying down. I mean, I've only realized how much I tilt the headset when I'm working at the computer or something. Right. Yes. After I got a headset that cannot do it. So, you know, being able to just quickly flip it on your forehead and like, you know, turn on like debugging or something, uh, transfer some data, you can't do it. Like it's only comfortable when you put it in the exact position that you should be using it for VR or AR. Really? Any other position, really? like it's... I can't put it on my forehead. It, it, you can't like quickly flip it or it, the only thing is if you don't put any um any light blockers that you then you can see sort of the bottom right you know i can i, I could uh, check my wi-fi password for example <laughs> like without removing my headset and put in right no. away but it's not exactly the same so i can totally see what you mean like this is so much better this it's so is... it's so cool i could, <laughs> I could totally so yes nice. exactly this is exactly how i was using it it's i was great. lying there and i was i was watching netflix and yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely. Well, this is <laughs> this is so amazing. This is way better than my my black hats yeah. here. This is That's great. My goal. Yeah. <laughs> my is. precious, so, my precious Pico. <laughs> wow, this looks so what? cool. That looks no. so cool. <laughs> yeah. So the flip up feature is really something that I'm missing for my Quest Pro. And I really, really enjoy the Quest Pro. I think it's amazing with the controllers and everything. We talked mm -hmm. about it, I mean, not with you, but last week I was going a little bit crazy <laughs> with the Quest Pro and I do love it. But um, yeah, not being able to flip it up easily, not able, not being able to, to use it while you're lying in bed if you want to watch some videos or if you want to play some Xbox or PS5. Hmm. In on a huge virtual screen, is quite a bit disappointing, really. Well, I to be honest, I never really um, used it. it. I mean, I think I maybe used it used VR in bed once when I was really sick, and you know what I was doing? Hmm. I was painting those figurines in Demio. 
Oh yeah. You know that Play that tradition that they added well. that you can yeah. you can like paint those um um what are they called like figurines of these different characters from Demio and I was just laying in bed and doing that like a nerd and that was fun um but (laughs) i never really done it like habitually but something else i was gonna say oh yeah i was going to ask you because i remember last time we talked that was before you you tried quest pro and you said that you were really excited about face tracking and eye tracking and i told you that it was pretty cool so i wonder what do you think about it now that you've you've tested it extensively have you tried social games uh, I really, really like the the face tracking and the the, the eye tracking. Like um, I did a test with um, Tycho Tech. You know, he's a, a great YouTuber as well, Ty Hurt. And we mm-hmm. tried to make um, a session in workrooms, which didn't work. But then we simply made a, a party, an Oculus party. And then mm-hmm. I was beamed to his home environment and we simply talked and well he has a quest pro and i had the quest pro and it was so good i loved it it was such a game yeah i totally loved it it was so good it it felt so much better than than without the 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 face tracking and the eye tracking so yes i really really enjoyed it for me it was like like Mm. well eye-opening you didn't like it yeah uh, well, so when I tried it in New York for that presentation, I thought that it worked really well. So I was I was in Horizon Workrooms and there was someone who was demoing this with me and she was just talking me through some of the features of, her, um, of the workrooms. And yeah, it was nice. You could see her eyebrows rising and kind of like when she's listening to you and smiling when she's talking. So that was really fun. I did try it again after that. We kind of just jumped um, also in Horizon Workrooms with uh, Nathy. And what I Who's was there? surprised to see, uh, with Nathy. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just some, Hi, some guy. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> and He's a great guy. I noticed that his pupils like, were not moving at all. Oh, probably Something he didn't, he did not move, was- move his pupils. No, but I asked him, like, look, look at me and do like. <laughs> look at me. Look at me, you. Yeah. Like, do like the circle with your eyes like this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> just staring at what? Like that. That's so funny. You told Nathy, Nathy, do the circle with your eyes. How funny is that? Oh my God. <laughs> because I was like, I don't see your eyes moving at all. Like, did you calibrate it? Like, yeah, I did. And it just didn't work. And I don't know what it was. But it was another strange thing. Like, it's, I just felt like it was so sensitive because every time it was a little bit, like, too low or too high, it would stop tracking eyebrows because you could put it too low. And then if you do this with your eyebrows, then it's not moving. So okay. I found it, like, to be very fidgety. Like, if you put it just oh, really? a little bit okay. Long, then it doesn't really track your um, your facial expressions accurately. So probably he was um, on a quest too. <laughs> no, no, but I was looking in the mirror. He knows about VR, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we have to invite we have to invite Nathy to the show. <laughs> Nathy, yeah. if you're watching yeah. this, yeah, or if anyone would like to convey the message to him, I will. Yeah, I will invite him to this show, <laughs> that would be yeah. nice. Yeah, so that was interesting. I will try, I'll keep trying it again. I know that it it works good, but. Um, yeah. yeah, like for me, I have no problems like you um, just mentioned whatsoever. Like I, without my glasses, it works perfectly. With my glasses on, it also works perfectly. 
Okay. So yeah, so for me, it, it really works well, and I totally enjoy it. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I think once this is being um, like really used by developers, like for example, VRChat, wow, then people will suddenly want to have the, the Quest Pro. Like now, it, it, is not a, it, it is really not a must buy, right? If you have like a Quest 2 and you love it and you have made all these cool mods to make it super comfortable, it is just tough to, to say like, hey, you know what, let's, let's pay $1,500 to get better controllers. They are better, right? So, but once, like VRChat has like embraced all that face tracking and eye tracking and other other apps too, then probably yeah. it's going to be like uh, more exciting for people to buy this. Uh, wh what are your thoughts in general? Is the Quest Pro worth it? I have not watched your video yet, so now g give me your thoughts about it. So when I was testing it, and uh, I do mention that in my reviews that, you know, all these features are really cool, but I've noticed lots of things that were just working kind of weird. I'm not trying to remember now. So the face tracking was one of them. Um, the, I mean, I've noticed a strange controller bug during that game I was playing Surgeoneer, but then I'm not 100% sure if that was a controller bug or if it was like a game bug or something like that. So I was really disappointed with the light blocker that you pay 50 Oh, US okay, for. I have not yet paid it yet, but I will buy that. Oh, you Meta is not is not sending me hardware. Okay. Meta, if you're watching no. this, <laughs> I know that it is not like the headset's fault as as it is. Like it's it's kind of an accessory fault, but it it piles up to leave this very um, unpleasant aftertaste because yeah. obviously you cannot be fully immersed without blockers or even with the partial side blockers you can see everything so i don't know if it bothered you or not kind of bothered me if it was a game didn't bother me if i was playing like figment right or right something but you buy a full light blocker expecting to be completely isolated from the world and but that doesn't it's work dollars it's like a lot I don't know if my nose is too small or my face is too small. I still have a gap. Oh, no. I can still see like right here. I don't know. I'm going to have to put like a piece of paper <laughs> here or something. But and I actually live streamed unboxing of um, Quest Pro and all the accessories. I live streamed and I'm like, this is so exciting. Let's check out the full light blocker. <laughs> and it sucks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. So I was really upset at the live stream. I'm like, I got to be honest, like. I'm disappointed wow. because not only does it not block it completely, this is not for me, and it costs $50, you can't use the wireless charger with the full light oh. blocker on. Oh, no. So you always it's have to take it on. Block, yeah, it's going to block these little magnets right here. Oh. Or, you know, this magnet, and you will need to remove it every single time that you need to put it on the wireless charger or you need to charge it with a cable if you if you don't want to do something like oh my goodness this is an official freaking product are you kidding me oh no are you kidding me oh no so it's 50, 50 euros here in europe well spent mm -hmm. it seems oh no <laughs> yes and again <laughs> i know it's not like they had such fault like in general but it just made such a bad impression for me i'm like wow so you get this headset and you want to play games. How do you block the light? How do you get yourself like completely immersed and you keep this nice 
flow of wireless charging going. It was just kind of upsetting. So yeah, I don't quite remember what other things I've noticed there, but, um, but essentially what I've said was that I believe that in maybe six months even, um, we might see, not maybe a year, we might see a completely different headset from the perspective of updates. So all the updates yeah, that are going to be releasing, just speaking from the history of Quest 2, remember two years yeah. ago when it first came out, it's a totally different headset now with all the improved hand tracking and all the like additional features that were added. So I'm, I'm certain that it will feel more polished with a couple of updates. Agreed. I, it's a bit I rushed, really, right, for some for some things. Yes. So clarity is my favorite thing. Yeah. Isn't it like the fact that you can see everything so sharp? Yes, I like it's it. It's amazing to me. Um, right. But like you said, Pico is also pretty good and it's somewhat <laughs> cheaper. Yes. So. Yep, yep, yep. Meta will, is going to have a hard time, especially once once Pico enters the US market. Well, yeah, so, so imagine, imagine if they release the headset like this without like pass-through. So if they were not targeting any of these mixed reality uh, capabilities and all this productivity stuff uh, that you can uh, plan your whole room and design your room, if nobody cares about that, if all, everything people care about is gaming, then they could uh, cut the price of this headset in at least half and it would still have the same clarity of the gaming, we would still have the best tracking controllers, we would have an amazing gaming headset that yeah. would be cheaper. <clears throat> like, wouldn't you get something like that if you didn't have to overpay for the mixed reality part of it? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, like, I can I can see people pay $900 for it without a problem and they would be happy. But you know what? I can also understand Meta, honestly speaking, because the headset itself the the bit of materials it costs like eight hundred dollars to make that thing and they are also a company that needs to earn money right so if they would again like subsidize it they are not earning lots of money from the headset so it makes sense for them it makes for me i can understand meta it makes sense to sell this headset for one thousand five hundred dollars because this is truly not made for us it is made for for enterprises, for people who use this to work. And for them, $1,500 is a steal because they can make yeah. money with that headset, just like mm -hmm. me. I'm making uh, like so much money with the headset <laughs> by showing it to people here on the MRTV experience. And I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm starting next week again actually to have people um they can come to the mrtv to to the mrtv headquarter they can check out all the headsets here it's it's a pretty amazing service mm. only 89 euros but only for this year next year the price is going to rise yeah anyway so yeah it's it makes sense for people who who use this headset for for their enterprise for their for their work for the job it is cheap it is a good price Really, yeah. it's it's not expensive at all. And if I would if if I would um, be some kind of three D artist or or work on 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 three uh, D models as an engineer, obviously I would go for the Quest Pro and not for the Quest for the Quest Two, because the Quest mm -hmm. Two, even though it is good, it is first of all you have to make it comfortable by you by buying some third party head strap or even first party head strap right and then if you need the, the perfect precision 
for your controllers, these controllers will give it to you, right? Even if um, if I if I have to work under my table, it will still track, but not for the Quest 2 controllers. So as a business device, this makes so much sense and, and it's great, right? Mm -hmm. And I even haven't thought about like the mixed reality. So yes, the pass-through does not look amazing, but at least it is um, death correct. 3D correct, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I could still be in that space, even though it does not look great, but I could still be there and be aware of my surroundings. So mm -hmm. it does make sense. It does make sense. And, <laughs> yeah, the, you know. the best testing of that is going up and down the stairs <laughs> in the pass-through. So I tried it and it was dangerous and I tried it both in Quest Pro and Pico 4. Mm -hmm. And with Pico 4, I had to like hold mm -hmm. this size the whole time because everything just looks so flat. Yeah, And especially if you're in the room that has lots of 3D objects, it's all just kind of looks like the same. It's 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 messing with my brain so much. Like I've never thought it was possible to see in 2D you know, right. in real life. Um, uh, so, yeah, speaking of that, that you're saying it's it's rather cheap for um, it really is for developers. Yes. And it's true. Like when I was talking to some of the developers, they themselves said like, yeah, I can get all this. I can create so much. And it's only $1,500. Like, so really? for them, it was a steal. Yeah. And I am just so surprised how many, you know, consumers, prosumers still like bought Quest Pro, at least based on the communities and Facebook people. Like I'm in all these Facebook groups and I keep seeing just like ordinary, you know, gamers showcasing their boxes with quest pros and like look we just came in the mail and yeah. they're showcasing you know they're just upgrading from quest 2 to quest pro for fifteen hundred dollars like wow you you really you don't have, know what you're buying if you have you. the money if you have the money why not and again i must i must say like hey okay if you if your hobby is something else like for example uh like um, you like home theaters and you you love those projection TVs, you're going to pay so much more for your hobby. If your hobby is cars, obviously you're going to to pay so much more. So if your hobby is VR, well, one thousand five hundred dollars is not crazy. And just like what I said like last week, people are buying the 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 iPhone fourteen. Pro Max, the maxed out one for like 2,000 euros here in Germany. The, the price is 2,000 oh, euros. Wow. Probably That's in the US, is, I don't know if it's $2,000, but probably very similar. Mm -hmm. And all they get is a dynamic island. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, really. So just, just, just think about it. This outrage of this being so expensive is only because Meta put themselves into this position by selling the Quest 2 too cheap. Right by subsidizing it in a way that kind of like spoiled us, that kind of made us feel like, hey, wow, great value headsets. You can get them for three hundred dollars, and well, the Quest Two was like over the top, right? What it delivered for that kind of money. So now yeah. this time is over, obviously for for Meta, like subsidizing the headsets, and uh, at least for the Pro line, and that's why people feel like, hey. Wow, is this really worth thousand one hundred dollars more or not? So yeah, that's that's a position that they put themselves into. But if you think about it, you're getting like so much, yeah, great VR out of this. The clarity, the amazing controllers, and uh, yeah, also more field of view, right? So 
I understand it. I understand them, and I think it's a good price. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Is, to, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of people also kind of um, lock themselves up in the Meta Oculus universe with all the content that they bought when they had right, Quest Two. Right. And that's like a big thing. I think a lot of people haven't really realized that through the years they probably spent quite a lot of money. Um, uh, making this oh, collection yeah. of uh, standalone games. And Agreed. even now, just switching to a different headset, even if it's a cheaper headset, uh, at the back of their mind, it'll be like, but what about content games? Am I going to have to buy all these games again? And uh, just knowing that even though this headset is $1,500, but you get to have all those games in a completely new light, um, Agreed. You know, dimmed um with the dimmed light and uh, better visuals, so all of that. Yeah, <laughs> so like, all red, like Red Matter 2, it looks so great now. It, it looked great yeah. before, right? But now the blacks are incredible. It's even sharper. It's it's beautiful. And you get more yes, FOV. So fast. yeah, what's not to like? So, so yeah, I, I guess yeah, I guess you're right here. So it's it's a better hazard, but also they don't have to start from scratch with all the content. and. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But but still um, now, like um, AB comparing it to the Pico Four, it is kind of tough. Like when I did that stream on the German channel, like um, I was streaming PCVR content, like Alex and stuff, and Pistol Whip and other games and Google Earth using virtual desktop. Wow, the Pico Four won. That, that's so <laughs> crazy. The Pico Four won. The Pico Four is like a four hundred and um, yeah like um 29 euros here in in europe and it's going to be like probably 399 dollars in the states so that compared to the thousand five hundred dollars of the of the quest pro wow like um yeah pico is beating meta at their own game because now they are doing it they are subsidizing the the pico 4 um just like how uh, meta was subsidizing the quest 2 so they are beating them at their own game. And yeah, for, for PC VR streaming, wow, the Pico 4 really looks better because you have the high <laughs> resolution and you have a way better binocular overlap. You're seeing things like more, um, yeah, more, yeah, more real somehow. And for the, for the Quest Pro, even though I like the panels, but the binocular overlap, the area that you see with both eyes at the same time is smaller. And if you look to the right and left, you see that the the, the black from the other eye that does not see yeah. it. Do you also yeah. did you also experience this? I would have to take a closer look now that you mentioned it, because I knew that the resolution was higher in Pico Four, but like okay, but still it's so clear and the and the density and it always always throws me off that when you are not wearing the light blockers, then it kind of looks bigger. Did you notice that? Because it's uh. You kind okay. of overlap it with your real environment, so you yeah. don't see that that kind of uh, ski mask edge unless you're fully blocking it. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take a look again, and compare them in in that way because that's interesting that you're mentioning yeah. it. Yeah, check it I out. Notice, check it out. Like, I did notice like it was you have pretty. More, you have way more binocular vision with the, with the Pico Four as compared okay. to the Quest Pro. That that is kind of crazy that not many people are talking about it. Well, I will. I will talk about this in my official review of the Quest Pro because it seems like they won that um, additional FOV by simply putting the lenses, uh, the, the displays further out. So yeah, you do see more on the right and left, 
but it does seem like they did not care about the binocular overlap. Hmm. Yeah, so people who, are, who own the Quest Pro, check it out, look to the very left with your eyes, and then you will see that only your left eye is seeing that, and the right hmm. eye sees black. And that Does is not it bother an, you a lot? It, like, it, is it, is it really bothers him? It bothers me, these? unfortunately, because I have the comparison. Because with the Pico 4, it is not like this. In the Pico okay. 4, it's, it's just like, okay, you have such a huge binocular overlap where, yeah, you, you simply see it looks more real, just like with your real eyes. Because with your real eyes, you have an amazing binocular overlap. Both eyes see a lot of the same stuff, which gives you this great 3D effect. But it directly came to my attention when I put on the, the, the Quest Pro that you have less binocular overlap. So, mm. yeah, especially in A-B comparison. If you only have the Quest Pro, if you only look at this, you will get used to it, right? But if you have both and, well, you see that for one-fourth of the price, you get so much more binocular overlap. <laughs> I, will, I will take <laughs> a look. Kind of now, crazy. Now, that, now that you pointed it out, it's, yeah. it's definitely something I'm curious and checking out. So I'll, I'll do it after the stream right away. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to find out what you what you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it is a great it's a great headset for 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 enterprise for sure. Um, also, I think for for people who want an upgrade to the Quest Quest Two, just like for people who for for who one thousand five hundred dollars is peanuts. I think if if you have that money, go for it. Right? Is it also your um, yeah your conclusion or what is your conclusion? Well, see, I was waiting for a headset to be released, you know, that would be designed as a gaming headset. Then I would say, yes, if it checks these boxes, then you need to buy it because you literally want to buy it for gaming. And I don't know if you think that we could start talking about Pimax Crystal now, but very soon, yes. I thought it was very interesting uh, that uh, I think it was Artful that mentioned it maybe like 10 minutes ago that during that presentation, uh, Pimax were comparing their kind of like through the lens image to many different headsets, like their own headset, 8KX, HTC Vive, Valve Index, even Quest 2, but they didn't compare it to Vario Era or Quest Oh, you're Pro. right. <laughs> you're so right. Those are the right. actual competitors that have the clarity that could be the real, uh, um, uh, like, yeah, so it could compete with, with the clarity that they are promoting on, on Crystal. And of course, they didn't include it in there. They included something that was like two years old <laughs> or Agreed. more. Agreed. So, of course, it was their presentation and it made it look good. Um, but I'm, I'm curious about that clarity. But speaking about whether I would recommend Quest Pro as the headset for gamers, like, no. <laughs> Just because I know that it's it's capable of so much more than that and it just would be kind of a waste to only buy it for gaming because instead you could put that money into maybe a headset that uses all that budget into the development of something like hot swappable batteries or even mm -hmm. those interchangeable lenses and i know that i haven't even tried that headset yet i'm being optimistic like i want to see all those things that they are promoting and everything we saw on paper looks like everything that we wanted or people wanted Quest Pro to be, um, so I guess I'm still I'm still here waiting for the gaming focused headset that would be more budget friendly than Vario Aero. 
Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Yeah, before we come, before we go to this topic, let me just answer a question from Shareload Khan City. Thanks for the $5. So coming from Reverb G2, would I be happy with the Quest Pro's lenses image? For the lenses, yes. These are the best lenses that I've seen in the headset, period. The, the, the sweet spot is amazing. The edge to edge clarity is amazing. These lenses are great. And if they go, if they go to, the, uh, to the Quest 3, which they will most probably do, it's good news for Quest 3. Um, so you would be happy with the Quest Pro's lenses. Um, for the image, for high-end PC gaming, like you would obviously do um, yeah, virtual desktop or AirLink, and that will give you a great uh, performance. It will look good, but it will not look as good as the G2 because the panels are simply not as high-res as the G2. So yeah, I must say the Pico 4 will give you a better image quality because of the 2160 by 2160 pixels per eye. Um, so yeah, if you want that G2 quality, you have to go for the Pico 4, which is like one fourth of the price. Hope that answers your question. So I've just started a poll here for all the people who are watching this on YouTube right now. If you are in the United States and Pico 4 would launch there for let's say $399, would you buy it? Yes or no? So only 29 votes right now. So please, people in the US who are watching this right now, please vote right now. It would be interesting to see like if you would go for the Pico 4 or not. All right, good. So that is the Quest Pro. It's, it's a good headset. And just like you said, Tatiana, I also believe that Meta is going to improve that headset a lot. Like the Quest 2, two years ago, was a different headset compared to the Quest 2 now. So they can do that magic, that software magic, right? So, yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to those improvements. All right, so now let's talk about the next topic. And the next topic is the Pimax Crystal. Let me share my screen here with all of us so we can have a look at their launch event, they called it. But honestly speaking, it was not really a launch event. It was more of a, yeah, of a video where they simply, <laughs> where they simply um, told us told us some news about the headset. So let's have a look at that. Okay, let me do that. Yeah, I honestly was hoping that there would be more kind of noise around it because if this yeah. is indeed going to be what they're promoting it to be, I mean, this is huge. This is yeah. almost the same price as Quest Pro, but it's all gaming, all gaming. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, for all of you out there who have never heard about the Pimax Crystal, let me tell you about it. So it's a new headset from Pimax. And this headset is squarely aimed at high-end gamers like us. It has a very high resolution of, I believe it's 2,500 by 2,500 per, oh, yeah. per eye, some, right? Something like this. Yeah. yeah, you have the details there, I think. Um, uh, Tatiana, okay. and um, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's much higher than other headsets that are out there on the market. It's a headset that is both standalone, but that, that can also be used as a pure PC wear headset using mm -hmm. the um, using a normal cable. 
um, DisplayPort cable. Twenty eight eighty by twenty eight eighty. How much? Twenty eight eighty by twenty eight eighty for I. Wow, that is like a lot. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> even aware that it's so huge. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is that is that is big. And um, yeah, so it's a standalone headset, but also like a PCVR headset. And um, it has a local dimming, so just like the Quest Pro, so you you should be able to get really good blacks and also very vibrant colors. It is um, stand. It is also um, coming with its own controllers, um, which are tracked by the four cameras. So you don't need to have base stations anymore. It has a super super high PPD pixel per degrees. Mm -hmm. Right, and they have like interchangeable lenses, which yes. is pretty cool, right? So either you go for the 35 PPD lenses and the, then you get a bit of a bigger um, FOV, still bigger than Valve Index, but not as big as the Pimax AKX and the other Pimax headsets. Or you go for the 42 PPD lenses, which will even give you a higher, a, a better image 35 PPD is already great. It's like the arrow, but 42 mm -hmm. is, it sounds like we haven't seen that before. Yeah, they that say it's indistinguishable it's from real life, but everybody's trying to promote yeah. their it is indistinguishable. Of but this, this sounds see. like the highest, yeah. It sounds like the highest. It sounds like the highest. So that should be pretty exciting. And it's, it's cool that you can simply exchange the lenses and people can now pre-order it from the Pimax website. I think they have to pay like $30 for that pre-order, but then they will get one hopefully quite soon. So that is exciting. And uh, mm -hmm. well, um, they also have announced that the the price of the headset is going down $300. So instead of $1,900 mm -hmm. that they had asked for before, now it's $1,600. So it's cheaper than the Quest Pro. And you get both lens types with it. So not only the 35 PPD lens, but also the 42 PPD lens. Not Are you bad, sure right? about that? I'm 100% sure. sure about that. Yes. Uh, because at the very end, you know, that's that screen where they say that it's 15.99 and it says content. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the screen yeah, right, right now. I know it's yeah. not the same. It says Pimax Crystal headset, integrated uh, DMS audio, two joystick controllers, 35 PPD lens set, and DP cable. It okay. doesn't actually say because but I also but was I've under asked impression. Them. You I've did? Asked them. Yes. Both well, lens, why didn't they both, include it? I don't know, but both lenses, both lens types are included in the price. That's incredible. Yeah. Why wouldn't they include it? Because I got so disappointed. I'm like, oh, you gotta have to pay extra for for the 42 PPD lens, no. and it's that's there. So cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, Ooh, right? Can I ask you? So, I in yes. that case, I have a question. So Please. it's it's a constant. Um, um, you know, choice with gamers. What do you prefer? Um, pixel density or FOV? So which one is more important, the clarity of the image or how much of that image you see, which is a sort of what the 35 and 42 lenses will be offering us. So, wow, so far, a... what do you think you would lean towards, the FOV okay. or? Good. That's a great question. Um, I would lean for the clarity of the image. If the if the if the FOV is still 
good enough. You know, like even now with the current headsets, I feel like the immersion is already great, even though we don't have that full FOV headsets yet, right? So the Pico 4 doesn't have the perfect FOV and the Quest Pro also not. But you can see that the picture quality is already better in these headsets as compared to the Quest 2 or the other headsets. So yeah, I really love that super high clarity. And getting that high clarity in those headsets, it's exciting to me. So mm. I must say I also um, prefer, I would prefer that, um, yeah, the clarity of the crystal to the super huge FOV of the Pimax 12K QLED. So the, the Pimax 12K QLED is supposed to be their flagship device, right? Which has everything that the, the Pimax crystal has, but it also has that super huge FOV. But that super huge FOV, normally it, it introduces like other new problems like mm -hmm. distortion. So I'd yeah. rather have that non-distorted picture quality together with that super high resolution and have a super clear picture. So I think you're, but you're expecting that there will be distortions already or have you tried it already? So you're talking from no, 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 I have not tried the 12K QLED, not yet. Um, just like um, nobody has, I think, but um, yeah, but, but from I the, remember, yeah. I ATX. remember with the K, yeah, yeah, at KX, like you can still select the highest FOV was like 140, I want to say, I don't remember. I think even more. It's, or 180 uh, i don't know but it was like ridiculously big and yeah. yes i i know what you're talking about it's getting either distorted or you see things that you're Some, like not yeah, supposed something to is see. off somehow um and i'm not talking about um the the drawbacks that will come with that fov i'm sort of just taking for granted the fact that we will have it perfectly right so if it's a perfect uh, visuals with the FOV so you don't get any, anything negative from it or the perfect clarity. I just loved that FOV on 8KX so much, yeah, especially coming from Quest, that I think I got spoiled right there and then that I I think it's the Pimax's strongest uh, point that they offer this widest FOV that any other has. So mm -hmm. I think that that would be my first choice to try because okay. the 35 pixel density is still really high like it's still very clear it is and i would i would want to try both of them um and you but will you're... be able to <laughs> because it's yes but both included <laughs> now it's great because you don't actually have to choose you right. can like literally pick which one works best for you but with the clarity i guess you can get used to it rather quickly too Mm -hmm. <laughs> 35 ppd is 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 fantastic like i have it with with the vario aero and yeah it's a game changer it's like yeah. it's just like wow it, it looks like a glossy magazine yeah if if that's vario aero and they have the 42 ppd then it's ever more puzzling to me why they wouldn't compare it to vario aero in their presentation if they say that they have yeah. something that's actually better than that, like show us. You, you know what? Um, I, I, I simply think that um, Sweeviver, who most probably did the through the lens shots, he simply does not have a Vario Aero. <laughs> no, really, really. I really think so. I, I've, I've talked with him recently because, well, uh, one stop of the, the Pimax Crystal Roadshow is the MRTV headquarter, and we were like setting it up and planning it. And yeah, we also talked about Vario and he has not tried it yet, so he doesn't have it. So that's why probably he didn't do the okay. comparison. 
Same, yeah. same with Quest Pro. Uh, I'm sure they had no idea what was coming exactly because even in their presentation, he said that it's the first ever consumer headset that comes with local dimming. Like, no, it's not. Okay, right. <laughs> no, yeah, not. yeah, this one has it. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. I agreed. So like, yeah, this is not the first ever, but still pretty great. But it, they still didn't compare to Quest Pro, obviously, because they didn't have it. So it makes sense. But I would say that it's a lot more exciting to compare those visuals with the strongest competitors like ARA and Quest Pro. So that would be the you real. You will see that obviously yeah. on MRTV, right? Since I have all the headsets here, I will do those comparisons. Yeah, but you have air still, or did you yeah. return it? No, no, I have it. Yeah, I have it here. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I right really... here, right here. You can see this image that said that there was only thirty-five PPD okay. lens that yeah. was included. All right. Before. No. That. Here. Oh. Both. Okay, I was talking about the. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Right? Both. Great news. Both is included, so that indeed is good news. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to try that headset. And well, if everything is really as good as they say it is, and that is obviously the big question, is it really as good as, as they say, um, then it's going to be a fantastic competitor to the, the Vario Arrow, uh, actually blowing it away, right? Because the Vario Arrow is fantastic, but it is like 2,500 euros without the controllers, without the base stations that you will need. So you probably get to more like a 3000 euro price. And then you also still, um, yeah, have to, yeah, worry a bit about like warping right on the edges. And it's not perfect. It is not perfect. You don't have audio, right? And no. uh, the the FOV, the, the vertical FOV is not perfect. So if Pimax really delivers on all these promises that might be the headset to go for for all the VR enthusiasts. What are, what are your thoughts? If they deliver, would you agree that this might be like the headset to go for? Well, do you think 8KX delivered? Now, I think now, yes. Like, But it, it took like a few generations. <laughs> you know, the first 8KX that I had, I hated it. But then like they, they improved the headset they improved the headset over some iterations mm -hmm. and the headset, so, the, the AKX that I have here now, it is great. Well, I think that's probably what we may expect from Crystal as well. I, okay. as far as much as I want to believe, I, I don't think that I it's going to, to be this dream headset <laughs> right off the bat. And my biggest concern with it is the software side. And okay. basically, just mostly on the side, <laughs> from my experience, setting up 8KX was the biggest pain in the butt I've ever okay. had dealing okay. with headsets. And, you know, just on top of spending over $1,000 on a headset, if you also have to learn all the technical size of setting up the headset to make it work perfectly for every game that you play, it's just not something consumers want to deal with. And now with this headset, I think I remember, maybe not with Crystal, but with 12KX, I know that it will have the technology that will adjust the settings automatically to every game, which is the dream. Right. So you don't have to right. go in and deal they with it unless yeah, you want right. to, unless you want to, like you can, if you want to. But I don't know if they will have it with Crystal. Maybe, you know, maybe you asked. No, but I, I believe it, it should be the same the same thing. I don't think they would do everything new for the crystal. Yeah, but <laughs> because if you have to deal with 
all of these little options and like one little setting can break the entire headset which is what happened to me like i couldn't use it for okay. two weeks because yeah. i changed the setting and i didn't know how to change it back because it wouldn't work and it was a complete nightmare and i thought there's no way that this is the product that people like buy. i had a direct contact to kevin you know i was right. like come on help me people don't usually have that that is my biggest fear and You're that's right. the sentiment i see on social media and even like on, on youtube People just like, I don't trust Bimex because I think this is going to be a terrible user experience from the software perspective. So totally agreed. Totally agreed. That, that has been one of the biggest problems, right? Making the software so perfect and making it just like work. So um, yeah, that was also one of the problems that I had with the AKX. It came here, I plugged it into my computer and uh, for somehow I bricked it <laughs> or it bricked yeah, itself. I remember you had something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. Mine and was then, a different yeah. issue. See, mine was a different issue, <laughs> okay. but I also bricked it in oh, a no. different way. Yeah, so it seems like you have to get over, you have to jump over that bricking issue. <laughs> and then if you, if you um, show that commitment to get over bricking it, then you're probably going to get into white FOV paradise. <laughs> but you, you really have to show that conviction <laughs> to, to yeah. want to make it happen, right? So Yeah, so, so that's the fear, I guess, that most people have with yeah, that. Right. And just, I guess, you know, <laughs> PTSD from all the Exactly, hours exactly. With that, it's like, yeah, I really want it, but I'm so afraid because it's $1,600. And what if I have to spend so much time just figuring out how to make it work? So I hope that they've listened to all the users who've been voicing these concerns and did something about it to make it more user-friendly. Then I believe that this can be the dream headset that we want I agree. To I, agree, I totally agree with you. So I believe they have the chance to really make a big impression onto the whole VR industry, right? Because they are really like pushing the envelope on that technology that we love so much, but make the software better, make the user experience like very smooth and don't let the headsets brick themselves by simply plugging it into your computer. That is important. But I do believe they have a chance. And even though they have like screwed up so terribly in the past, it still seems they have they still have goodwill from us, from the VR enthusiasts. <laughs> you know, like yeah, we're still talking about them, right? Even though some some things didn't work out as we hoped. But in the end they still did deliver. And um, well, I'm here to give them another chance. And I think it's great that they're doing this roadshow, right? Instead of just sending it to YouTubers, um, yeah, let let real people <laughs> try it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not people like me, let real people try it. I'm also real, by the way, but um, yeah, you know, like real normal people. And um, yeah, give them a chance to, to have hands on and um, yeah, show it to the world. And I love that. So for all the people out there who want to try it, if you are in Germany or if you are, um, yeah, not too far away, from Poland, for example, or so, you can check out the Pimax Crystal on the 20th of November in Berlin. That is the first event. And um, if you are more in the West, if you are around the 
area where I live in uh, Dortmund, like Düsseldorf, Cologne, or in, 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 the, in the Netherlands, you can come to the MRTV headquarter on 23rd or 24th of November. You can sign up for that starting from tomorrow um, on the MRTV Discord server. I'm going to give the link to you there. The link is down in the description of this video. It's free. You're going to get some uh, free adult beverages and other beverages and snacks. It's, everything <laughs> is sponsored by Pimax, so thumbs up for that. And you can it's simply... So exciting. It's cool. It's going to be a it's cool so event. It's exciting for you. I'm so excited yeah, for you. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And obviously, I'm going to make some videos with Sweeviver. Martin, if you're watching this, I'm looking forward to meet you again. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the event. It's going to be exciting. And obviously, lots of videos are going to happen here. And mm -hmm. then they are also going to go to the Netherlands afterwards to VR days in uh, Rotterdam. So if you're in in um, Netherlands, in the Netherlands, you can simply see the headset in Rotterdam. Yeah, it's a Europe tour. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then afterwards, I believe they are going to go to the States in December. So hopefully Texas or uh, yeah, not too close to, to um, not too far away from you would <laughs> be somewhere yeah i'll i'll good. shoot them a message i'll definitely make sure that you know i'll i'll, I'll i want to be aware <laughs> where they will be to see if i can make a plan if not i'll join your event virtually that would be great yeah I, I will i will make as many videos as possible obviously so that should be interesting yeah 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 so Speaking more of this headset, the one thing that I think maybe we can also discuss is um, since it's a all-in-one headset, so it has their own store. Right. I think they released right. their own store maybe back in September. Yes. And um, yep. I browsed through it. It's kind of interesting. It looked like it had some of the familiar titles, but kind of smaller titles. Arcade, Space okay. Slurpees, Hitstream. So it's like, I know that they've been having conversations with these developers. They were hitting up either on App Lab or on SideQuest, and they kind of tried to sway them to their store, and it looks like they succeeded. Um, but I haven't seen, like, big, big titles there, something that would really draw attention. Even though I think that the main selling point for them will be PC VR gaming anyway, even though it's standalone, I think PC VR capabilities is where Crystal will shine. But they still promote it as a standalone as well. And I right. wonder if they have a solid plan for their store. No. So far, <laughs> so far. You Honestly, know, I, I really don't think um, that this standalone thing is a fantastic idea. I really don't think that people are going to buy the the Pimax Crystal for standalone stuff. It's yeah, it's, no. It has it has the XR2 chipset, you know, and we know what the XR2 can do. It is okay for devices like the Quest 2 or or the Pico 4, but I mean, there's no way it can power like 2880 by 2880 pixels. So it's just going to look as good as Quests. So mm. I don't think people are buying this device for that right no, so not no all. not at all not at all but then but then it would still have you know these trackers and the controllers that you will be able to use with pc vr and i wonder if that tracking quality will be good or if you can still we'll connect your own trackers to it well they have different face plates so they have the inside out stuff that it comes mm -hmm. with right just like um, quest and pico 
But if you want to use Lighthouse, they will have the Lighthouse faceplate as well. And then you can simply use your Lighthouse setup. I do like this yeah. um, this kind of um, yeah modularity. That is, that is a cool thing. And we simply have to find out how good it really is going to be. And yeah, I'm so happy that I can try it soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so it looks like you might not have everything to try because they I no. don't know if they no, will no. have those face plates and and especially no, the second plate the mixed reality plate it's like they are trying to cover everything so they, they have they, a standalone yeah and but, they're working on a mixed reality plate uh, you know Why what are you trying that, that to do is everything? that is typically typically Pimax in my opinion um they are spreading them themselves too thin by trying to mm -hmm. cover everything it looks like it. right yeah, like, why, why, why not why not that? do one thing amazingly well in my opinion, exactly. why, why not do PC VR perfectly well? You know, we, we are very well covered with standalone with the Pico 4 and with the Quest 2 and Quest Pro. I don't think they can win against Pico 4 and Quest Pro in terms of standalone. No, right? With their yeah, store. Yeah, or mixed reality for, for Pro especially. Like, I have no idea how that faceplate yeah. can no. provide They're they spreading themselves too thin. And, and they are always doing this mistake, in my opinion. Why have so many different models of their headsets? Why not have one or two? And people will understand, okay, that is the high-end version and that is the low-cost version. Two versions, in my opinion. And they would be great. But no, they have so many different ones before. 5K yeah. Super, 5K Plus, 8K X, 8K Plus, um, Artisan, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the feeling I got. I'm like, y you are not just, you did not just say that you're releasing a mixed reality. Yeah, it's too much. It's what? too much. Exactly. And what are we going to do with it? Like, is it for standalone? Are they, uh, who are they competing with with that? There's no way they can compete with with pro for it. So anyway, no. I was like, wow, they're really trying to do everything. And, and they shouldn't. Which, <laughs> which only looks good on paper. Yeah, you know, right. It can do this, you can do that. Yeah. They can it have can a fancy like presentation, but they have to deliver. <laughs> they have to deliver on those presentations. Yeah. Oh. So so that was interesting. It was interesting to watch. They seem to to be very confident in what they're doing, but time will tell. We'll see. I'm just excited about the hot swappable batteries. I think it's oh, excellent. Yeah. That is idea. great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The the hot swap swappable batteries are good. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. People will see it very soon in Berlin and in Dortmund. So yeah, it's gonna happen, and then we will know much more. And I'm I'm looking forward to that. So that is for Pimax. It is going to happen. Pimax Crystal will be here soon. Thank you for five Canadian dollars, Walid, who is now Game Cat, specifically a white tiger. <laughs> very nice, very nice name. PSVR two will be amazing. Launch lineup is yet to be um, revealed in full. So far, Firewall, Switchback, Resident Evil 8, Horizon, Crossfire, and Walking Dead Solid. That is a great segue to our last topic today. Mm -hmm. And that is the PlayStation VR 2. It launches in February 2023 for $549.99, excluding tax and in Europe for 600 euros, including tax, and in um, the UK for four, 530 um, UK pound, including tax. So it is a bit more expensive um, as, as what we would have hoped for, but it's still a doable price or a price that, is, that makes sense. What, what are your thoughts about that, um, Tatiana? 
Um, <laughs> after having seen Quest Pro for fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> and IMAX for sixteen hundred dollars, I'm exactly. like five hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> this is a steal. But I'm like, exactly. oh wait, let me check. Let me check my graph because I had I made like a table where I was comparing all these headsets. But some of them were speculations. Like Quest Pro was a speculation. The price for uh, PlayStation VR two was a speculation. So we were kind of like trying to get the historical data on how much the PlayStation VR might cost, just based on how much the first PlayStation VR cost, and taking into account that you still have to buy a PlayStation VR PlayStation five. I was thinking it would go for three ninety nine. Oh wow, really? I'm like, ooh, I severely miscalculated my my prediction there because it's not not like one hundred dollars, almost two hundred dollars more expensive, and it, I believe it that PR headset will cost more than the actual console. Yes, it and does. I think they might be shooting themselves in the leg here a little bit because. This is still considered an add-on. Right. <laughs> you can't use Agreed. it on its own. It can't be more expensive Agreed. than this thing. Don't you think? That was that was also what I was uh, wondering about if people would still think like hey, it's worth it. And obviously all the people who are watching this podcast right now or who are listening to it live or who are listening to it later, yeah, for us it is worth it. But how about the normal player, the normal PlayStation 5 player who normally plays Pancake games. Ooh, <laughs> is this person going to pick up the the five hundred and fifty dollars accessory that will allow him to have more immersive content? I hope yes, <laughs> and I think yes because I still believe that this is going to blow us away because it does come with some cool features. So the the, the controllers alone, the controllers alone. Right, they must be expensive in making them. They look good, and also they have what is the most important thing here: um, the trigger, the triggers. They have force feedback. Force yes, feedback. force feedback. The, these adaptive triggers, like in the PlayStation Five controllers. And when I picked up my PlayStation Five, um, I loved that feature. That was for me the biggest differentiator as compared to the PlayStation 4 or to the Xbox controller. That controller is friggin' amazing because when you when you are like shooting different guns in different games, you can feel the difference simply in that trigger um, f feedback. So, mm -hmm. wow, that is that is so good. And having that in VR, that is so great. I'm looking forward to that. <coughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And and think about it, like the those controllers here from the Quest Pro, they cost three hundred fifty dollars, and probably it makes sense that they are so expensive. So having those controllers with that force feedback alone, I already thought like, hey, this can't be four hundred dollars for the whole thing. It must be more expensive, and it makes sense. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. The the headset itself, it has. It has rumble, right? I'm looking forward to find out how that feels like, that that rumble, and um, yeah, we have OLED. We have OLED colors. We have a real OLED screen, and we haven't had an OLED um, headset for quite a while. This is great. It has um, it has local dimming, so we have good blacks, but still, it's not perfectly OLED. OLED is in yes, 
you can turn on pixels one by one and you can turn off pixels completely. So they are black. There's no light whatsoever. And this is what we're going to get with the PlayStation 5, uh, with the PlayStation VR 2. So yes, it is more expensive than, than the PlayStation 5. But as you said, thanks to the Quest Pro, <laughs> now all the headsets are damn cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a spoiled brat right now. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but that's exactly what what you said. Uh, we are VR enthusiasts. We will spend whatever to to get it. I mean, I I bought my PlayStation VR five basically because I knew that the second uh, PSVR is coming, and I will want that. So uh, we get it, no matter the cost. But if this is the same for a regular consumer, that's a big question because we're talking about flat screen gamers here. So these are people that have been playing like on their couch with their controllers uh, for for years and years. So this is a complete change in their, in their like gaming trajectory here. We're not just talking about VR enthusiasts. We are talking about PlayStation enthusiasts. And that can be a completely different group of people. Whether it's a good decision to price it so high, I think not. And okay. um, I'm a little bit concerned about that because for VR enthusiasts, it's going to be too expensive because many will have to buy a PlayStation 5 and some might just not be able to do it. But for PlayStation gamers, for many, VR is just not something that attracts them. So they are really okay. narrowing down their the group, their target group, because of, of, of this reliance on the console. And uh, they... Uh, the price is just another gatekeeper for them. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. I'm sure that all of us, you know, YouTubers will be praising it so much because it's so amazing. But is it going to reflect in sales for Saudi? Um, I hope so, but I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, we, we will see about it. it. It really depends on the experiences and the games that they will be able to provide. I believe if if uh, Half-Life Alex is going to be a launch title, and I still believe they will make it happen, wow, then suddenly lots of people will think that $550 is a very reasonable price for getting mm -hmm. that, right? Not everyone has a gaming PC, but lots of people have, do have a PlayStation 5. And um, yeah, hopefully- But what about the cable? <laughs> what about the cable? <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, I don't, I, I personally don't care about the cable. If it was wireless, of course it would be better, but then it would have added more costs on top of that $550, right? You yeah, would need a battery, you would need a, like a, yeah, the, the chips for the Wi-Fi. Like now with, with the cable, you're getting the best visual quality and you can keep it as cheap as possible. And well, it is true that inflation is not only hitting us, it's also hitting Japan <laughs> and Sony. It makes sense. Mm. So yeah, so I think it's still a price that is acceptable for us. We are enthusiasts for sure, but also for people who want to get great games. Right. Yeah, but yeah. we need those great games. So I was not too excited about the lineup. Mm -hmm. What about you? I mean, games. the eleven games. Those, yes. Those eleven games that were on top of the ones that were already sort of announced. Yeah. Um, some were pretty fun to see. I mean, I was reading about them too, and. Every single game was like trying to uh, capitalize on the improvements that the games would be getting 
with the new system, right? So some games had added forced feedback, some games yeah. had this uh, like 4K rendering at 90 FPS. So every single game tried to include a little bit of like what you will get that will be different from from something that you saw like on Quest 2. If we're talking about Cosmonius High or a Cities, Cities VR or Jurassic World. But yeah, so many of them were the games that we already saw. Agreed. And the and the new ones were just completely <laughs> new titles that we are we don't know what to expect. So obviously we are suspicious about them. Um, One title though I'm looking forward to. It's called the, Switch Switchback, and it's like it's it's like from the same company that made Rush of Blood. And even though I don't like oh. horror, that that kind of um, that that looked fun. It's it's like this um, roller coaster horror yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can play it if you want. I guess like, I, I will. This one I will play. And yeah, you know what? It, it's um, pretty fun. I'm going to um, show that one minute um, trailer now, and I'm going to use that okay. one minute to make a little toilet break as well. Too much information here, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're so, all family here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, so let me just do that now. Oh, oh I, I didn't, didn't see that, that one. <laughs> yeah, at the end, right? It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, oh, um, I'm so more, I, so much more relaxed right now. <laughs> uh, someone <laughs> in the chat, um, Brita Blanca, I think, mentioned a very good point that on top of you know all these prices, uh, price of the headset and the console, PlayStation games aren't exactly cheap either. You're right. They're very That's well true. known for being like forty dollars, fifty dollars, eighty dollars if it's some kind of a special special edition, um, golden edition, and <laughs> that's also something we need to take into consideration here because this is this is going to be like spending and spending and uh i am guessing people would only want to spend that much money on the game like a triple a title that they know they're going to enjoy so half-life alex of course um i don't know people would probably buy something star wars related they always buy everything star wars related but something lesser known um or something like i don't know Cosmonius High is pretty fun, but if it's priced at fifty dollars, yeah, it can't be so expensive because <laughs> no. those games are cheaper on the Quest Two. And yes, honestly they are. Speaking, yeah, like yeah, I don't need to play them on the PSVR Two because I already played them on the Quest Two, and I can bring it everywhere for the PSVR Two. Yeah, I'm bound to my home, so I don't see the big value proposition. Probably they will look a bit better. Right, the textures are going to look mm -hmm. better, but um, no, like for us, we are enthusiasts. No, I think for people who only have PSVR 2, yes, it is good that those games come to the platform, right? Like Pistol Whip, yeah, mm -hmm. you need to do you, you need to have that. But I think for us, we are enthusiasts, we are more about the exclusive games, right? What, what are your yeah. thoughts? Well, um, I think that in this particular lineup, they try to put as much of you know diverse, diverse types, types of games. Oh, oh, when you, when do, you do this, this by, by the way, I can hear myself. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Wait. Sorry. No, I know. Make it make it smaller screen. No, no, I can. I know. I totally know what's happening. Yeah. So now, now you cannot hear yourself. Try again. Yes. No, I cannot. So yeah. So essentially, it looked like they put lots of different um, genres in the same list. So we have some first-person shooters. We have MMORPG, Zenith. 
some rhythm game like pistol whip and some more of a uh, like relaxing adventures like the neighbor the neighbor game i'm so excited about that yeah that, that looked pretty interesting yeah so, so fun and the last one on the list i think was tentacular which looks like a very kiddie game, but very cute. Reminded me of Ghost Giant, and, and I love that game. And what was interesting about that particular game, the Tentacular, is that it, that will be one of those games that will use eye tracking in the gameplay. Okay, cool. Uh, because you will be in this city, and there will be lots of mm, different inhabitants of the city that will give you something to do, like different quests to build something. And you'll be able to draw their attention by just looking at them ah cool so you look at the little character they were like hello and then they would give you a quest and you can choose whether accepted or not accepted by looking at the right answer so these are the great ways to use eye tracking in the gaming ui that i was really looking nice. forward to seeing uh in quest pro as well and sadly we, we don't see any like anything like this but uh this is super exciting tech i think this is going to be really cool i think so too and the great thing is that all those developers, well, they have the same hardware and there's no fragmentation, right? Because it's not compatible with PSVR 1 as well. So they will use that eye tracking, hopefully, for good mm -hmm. things. And also what we heard is that there are going to be some cross-buy games. So if you bought the games on the PSVR 1, and mm. um, the developers yes. are making a PSVR 2 version, they can opt for cross-buy so that you don't need to buy the game again. And I'm uh, very happy to hear that. So yes. that is really good news. I know lots fall, of, I believe, will be yeah, one, one of for those. For example, right? So for people who have a huge PSVR 1 library and who are going to see all those remakes, probably you don't have to pay for that. And that is good. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad. I, I was actually surprised to see that. For some reason, I thought that, like, okay, they're they would just make more money out. again. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, and they could. They could, they of course, they could. Of course, they could. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for PlayStation VR 2. It's going to push our industry forward again. Lots of people will love it. I think. But do and you think that they are holding off those bigger titles for some yes, kind of a bigger release? Exactly. I think there's no way that this is all. I'm this sure was like so this much. was a bit disappointing. I think that was okay, but th those PSVR two games and games that we love, like Pistol Whip, but yeah, not not huge games. So mm. Mm, it's good to hear about um, Switchback and hear about. Um, Crossfire Sierra Squad, that that first person shooter, that that is yeah. new, right? New, new games or the Light Brigade, mm -hmm. um, but we need more. <laughs> we want. <laughs> we need more. And yeah, absolutely. I think we'll yeah, get more. We'll get I more. I honestly think they're holding off until like the very end for some reason. Yes. Um, but yeah, I refuse to believe that we, we don't get any any bigger titles. Right. So obviously, we we all want to play Horizon Call of the Mountain. That will be great for sure. I'm pretty sure about it. But mm. I think we would need this Half Life Alex. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. For for PC VR gamers, we've all played it and we love it. But there's so many people who did not buy a gaming PC for one game, but they might have a PlayStation Five. And having that Half-Life Alex, that would like make them buy the PlayStation VR 2. I'm so sure about it. Yep. Yeah, Jake E thinks Half-Life Alex is boring. 
I think you're pretty alone there with your sister. There's always Jake. that one person. <laughs> yeah, and we have him here, Jake E. <laughs> Give a thumbs up for for Jake E, the one person yeah. who thinks Half-Life Alex is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it it is their winning winning ticket. I I think they know it, and uh, I mean there were rumors, right? I don't think that there was anything. Definite. Oh yeah, and that's right. Uh, PD No Man's Sky. Mm. To try that on uh, PSVR. Have you tried it? I remember a long time ago we were, oh, we were talking about. I still you have never not tried did. It. Oh, my, we were this, talking it up I know, so much. I know. I didn't. And do we it. almost it's convinced just too much you. things to do. Yeah. But, well, obviously, uh, I will try it on PSVR two then. Yeah, right? they are. I've heard they're remaking re the whole thing, like to. Um, I don't remember how they were making it, but basically I've seen some of the videos of their gameplay. It just looks mind blowing. Is it something, I, is it a game that you love? Like, um, yes, yeah? I do. I do right now. I, and I don't think I can fully enjoy it on, um, PlayStation VR, but I do. I did also buy it on steam so I can play it there. And if I'm not in the mood, I can just continue playing on uh, flat screen. It's just fun both ways. Um, Okay, no, it's but it's, it's a game that you have to spend a lot of time in, right? Well, the main reason why you would have to spend a lot of time in it is because if you spend a lot of time not playing it, then you forget a lot because it has many different components, like how to craft items. Oh my and God, then that's you're, exactly traveling, what I hate. you're traveling <laughs> to all these different planets and you're gathering um, like resources and. Right, to craft more. Yeah, and you need to kind of remember what you use for what. Like some crystals oh, yeah. are used to make fuel for your ship, and you need to remember that because if you run out of fuel, you can't like leave the planet. Something to fix your shield, something to fuel your life support. So all the like basic things that just keep you going. Okay. And you can find them everywhere. You just need to know what to use. Um, yeah, good to know. So, so I'll fun. be playing Pistol Whip. <laughs> 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 but you have to at least try for visuals. Yeah, you're like, right. The of first course. Time I will have a look you... into it, yeah. So at the beginning of the game, you have to fix your ship. So uh -huh. you, that's how you're learning how to gather all the stuff and how to craft it. So once you're done with it and you fix your ship, the first time you launch is to space and you can see this enormous planet and some other planets and asteroids. That's like the most incredible feeling in VR because you're cool. in this vast space. Yeah, And they made it good. look so beautiful. So you can just try it for like one hour just to get to that point. Yep. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> uh, this one I will this I will do for sure. It's good mm -hmm. that there are so many different games for all different types of people that are out there. We can spend so much time in VR so we don't have to look at the real world. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come on. We always need to look at the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Obviously, uh, we're kind of positive people, right? But still... Yeah. Like Still, I refuse taking VR on vacations. <laughs> yes. Like I that, don't. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think we have um, yeah talked about all of our topics today, Tatiana. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's been a lot, but of course it's just the two of us, so we, we managed yeah. to blab through it rather quickly. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We did a great job, I believe. And if, if yeah. people out out there also think that uh, Tatiana and me did a good job doing this with only two people, give it a thumbs up right now. 
And also, obviously, we, we do want your comments because comments are good for the uh, YouTube algorithm so more people can find this. So do let us know what you thought about today's show and also about the topics. Are you going to pick up a PlayStation VR 2 or are you going to pick up a Quest Pro or probably a Pico 4? Tell us which one of those three headsets are you going to get. And... Uh, uh I've noticed you never stopped that voting. I think you have 110 right. votes now. Let's do that. So, um, uh, that's already another vote. Is 600 euros or 550 US dollars a reasonable price for the PSVR 2? Yes, say 70%. No, say 30%. So, yeah, mm. so people think that this is a good price. And for the other vote where I was asking if uh, people would pick up the Pico 4, I believe that most, that the majority also did that. I, I cannot find that right now so oh. fast, but yeah. Oh, and I, I totally didn't see that um, Super Chat. Thank you, Duked19 for 100, um, 100 SEK, which is the Swedish Krona. Um, and he says, PSVR 2 is a good headset, but I think it should have tried to keep the price a little, little lower. Hope the software will make up for it. Personally, I want the Pico 4 equivalent with OLED screen. Yep, that would be nice. That would be really nice to have. Yep, so um, do leave a thumbs up if you enjoyed today's episode with Tatiana and me. And of course, if you have not yet um, left a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, then do that now. So get out your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app, which is pre-installed, find us and give us the five-star review. It's the best way to say thank you and to allow more people to find that podcast. That would be great. Other than that, it was amazing. And we're looking forward to see you in the next episode. Until then, bye-bye. See ya.